Hey, I'm Scott Robbins, and that guy right over there is... Ron Hoyle. And we're here to talk to you a little bit about finance, about faith, about family. These are kind of the things we all wrap together. So join us uh, coming up right now on In Between the Niches with Scott Robbins and Ron Hoyle, sponsored by Integrated Investment. Um, Melissa Garrison, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do, and it's really a unique story that how you got started, where you're at now, and how you kind of got started and where you left to do what you did. Yeah, I was a teacher for 22 years, actually, at Morton Schools, um, sixth grade, and um, I love I love my job. I love teaching, but then I had a niece that um, was having some learning diff- difficulties, um, and um, to make a long, pretty long story short, but she, uh, uh, I wanted to help her, and um, I didn't know how, and I kind of investigated how to help her. And we found out she had dyslexia and it ran in my family. And, um, and through hoping her, then I decided to apply what I learned to other kids. And then I just saw that there was a big need in this. So then I, you know, rec- uh, retired from teaching. And now I run my own business and I help kids that have dyslexia. I consult with their parents and their teachers. And, I, um, and then I tutor the kids as well to help the dyslexia um, get a little bit better. It's, it's inherited. You're never going to, you're never going to, um, have it cured. You're going to be born with it and die with it, but just to, to, um, reach your full potential with it. Mm-hmm. You know, what's amazing to me about your story is that when you and I first met and start working together, um, I thought for sure in my mind, like, wow, if you have this passion to help kids with this, obviously this is an issue that schools deal with all the time. Why would you leave your job? I'm sure the school is like, hey, that's great. Why don't we just assign you as the helping people with dyslexia teacher? Here's your classroom and we'll send them to you and let's really help these kids. So that's exactly how it worked, right? Well, you're right. Um, Unfortunately, schools don't know a lot about dyslexia, Um, especially here in Illinois. We don't have a lot of laws um, pertaining to dyslexia, even though it affects one out of five kids. Um, the researchers um, that research it across the nation know a lot about it. Um, it's really the most, um, it's, it's, we know more about dyslexia, let me say it this way, than any other medical or educational um, inhibitor. It, yeah, it, in, for children. And there's right. a lot of medical and um, educational issues with children, but we know more about dyslexia. But unfortunately, in my opinion, the researchers haven't done a good job of giving that down to who needs it. Right. The educators. So we know more information about it. We know mm-hmm. more children struggle with it. We probably right. know more identifiable pieces about dyslexia, but it's the thing we do the least about. Correct. And even though it's one out of five kids. So these kids were always there. I always knew they were there. I just didn't know how to help them. And then through my niece, then I knew how to help them. But yeah, but in schools, we just don't, because we can't, the training is more of a one-on-one training and we don't do that in schools. So yeah, you're right. The, the schools just don't know a whole lot about it. So you as a teacher, I'm assuming when you went to the schools, and of course, you know, I'm being sarcastic with this because right. I know the answer already, right. Right. but I'm sure that you said, hey, my name's Melissa Garrett, and I taught here and here's my credentials and I want to come into your school and help. Were they open with weighted open arms? Say, yeah, please come help us. Or what kind of doors did you have to kick down? Right. I think they see it as a threat, you know, that they're not like doing their job correctly or something, but no, unfortunately, some schools do allow me to go into their school. The parents pay me and I work with their child within the school. And then some some schools do not. Um, But yeah, that's a big thing. And that's why I just had to get out of the system and just do my own thing because I can help more kids that way. 
So you're right. They're they're um, they're not always as helpful as I would like. Right. <laughs> you know what's really neat, and the reason we're doing the two of you at the same time, Craig, you brought up a great an idea that these two people were employed doing different things, and then they decided I'm going to make this leap of faith. You want to kind of bring that into the conversation? Well, so I was I was wondering. You uh, mentioned a second ago how you discovered your business, and you discovered it through a need that you felt connected to. Uh, you know, there was an emotional kind of fulfillment in the work you're doing, and I'm sure that you have stories of people that you've helped in that same kind of vein, where there's more than just a financial gain here. There's something that's that's further than that. Can you talk a little bit about what it's like to not only take a leap into an industry where you're now not under the umbrella of having an employer, but you're doing it for something that you're so passionate about. Yeah, it it was hard, my but my my leap was um my faith and knowing that God would take care of me and 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 my humanly needs. Um but uh the outcome to to help a child is is going to affect their whole life. Um and and to make them feel good about themselves because again, my kids are very smart kids. They just do things a little differently. Um, but, uh, yes, it, it, it's, it's a passion that I hope you can tell I have. I just, Mm -hmm. I just, I just love helping others. And, um, people say, what don't you like about your job? I, I hate having to charge a fee. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know that's, if I ever win the big lottery, I would like to have, I would like to do kids, you know, help kids and not have to charge a a price for it. Um, so um, cause I don't want it just to be the kids that can, their parents can afford me. I want right. to help kids, all different kids have dyslexia. So yeah, that's the hardest part I think is the, um, the financial piece. So that's not a, I'm just not a person that focuses on that. Although, right. I mean, I need something to pay my bills and pay my mortgage and so forth. But, sure. Um, I just, I just want to help them and, um, and, and help them just, be better people and because right. they understand themselves sometimes. And, and they will the be. other thing too, I mean, and we can get this to another time, but right. you know, when I'm working with you, you know, you let me know, no, I was dyslexic. I had no idea. And then you had me go watch some videos to say, Ron, I, I'm not trying to pry in your personal life. I was afraid to admit this to anybody. It, it's not, I wasn't afraid to admit that I had dyslexia. I just didn't know what I, I, I didn't read like others. I didn't do things like right. others. My brain worked differently. And you pointed it out to him. That was the whole God moment in this for me is that when I'm doing your review, you look at me and you said, Ron, are you reading because you recognize the shapes? And I said, well, yeah. And you said, why are you doing that? And I said, isn't that how everybody reads? I had no idea. <laughs> and then so here I, so here I am going through your review after being a, for a client for a year, going through information. And she asked me the one question that I never want anybody to ask me. Can you read that again for me? And I'm just like, I think I went red instantly. Start sweating. I'm mean, taking off my jacket. I'm like, oh, my Lord. If she knows I can't read, I'm, I'm, she's going to fire me because I think I'm, you know, everybody tells me I'm stupid my whole entire life. But then you start explaining things to me and things start clicking. It's like, oh, that's why I do that. So long story short, she said, I want you to go home. And she said, I'm sorry if I'm prying into your life. And I said, no, that's okay. Cause I mean, I pry into your life all the time. Right. <laughs> uh, I said, no, that's okay. She sent me home to watch some videos, went to the Island. And my, um, I, t- I called my wife on the way. It's like, Hey, uh, what are the kids doing? And I, I just wanted the kids to kind of be away from me a little bit when I got home. I love my kids, but I just, I, I didn't know what my emotions were going to be. Cause I was already getting choked up. I watched these videos. I bawled like a baby. Finally, I said, that's it. That's it. You know, my whole life I told, I was told I was stupid. I was dumb. I was never going to mount anything. But this woman's talking in this video about 
well, if you do this and if you do this and you say words backwards, you see this. And if you do this and you do this, chances are you have dyslexia and everything they said related to me. I mean, I just cried like a baby in front. My wife just came over and gave me a hug. But for the first time in my life, I understood my brain. Ron, I just want to ask you then, I think just of you knowing that was, that was the, I mean, we never did any like remediation or anything with you because, you you know, you're at a place where you don't need it, you know, right now. Um, But wasn't just the knowing part. It it was so, it was so, number one, it was so relieving. Mm -hmm. And in my heart, it was like, it was like, I told like all those people that told me I was done my whole life. It was like, told you I wasn't stupid. I knew I wasn't (laughs) stupid. And that was the emotional part for it. But then it was so empowering. And I think I told you one time, if they have a dyslexic appell, uh, like like a thing you wear on your jacket that says, hey, I have dyslexia, look at me, I'd wear it in a heartbeat. I'm so proud of it because, and it was funny thing, you said, um, you said, well, most people with dyslexia and ADD, they're inventors or entrepreneurs. And you're like, you're doing all of it. You've got inventions. You've got your own company. You're doing this. You think differently. And that's why people come to you, ask questions, because you know how to think way beyond what other people think. No one ever talked to me that way before, but it was so empowering. It was relieving and so empowering. And it's like, I can walk around and say, oh, not stupid. Now I know. Right. That, so some of the times that's just letting the kids and then the parents know as well, because it's inherited. So sometimes the, the parent finds out this, like, oh, this is me. So yeah, right. sometimes I don't even work with them. It's just letting them know. Oh, and all this self-imposed pressure goes away. Right. Because I'm always trying to prove to people I'm not stupid. I don't right. have to do that anymore. Right. And now it's kind of funny. I'm 50. You think I'm stupid. I don't care. Right. <laughs> right. Well, as far as um, trying to help um, your child now, if you think there might be some, you know, I always say a mother's and father's intuition. You just knew with this child, even from birth, there's just something a little bit different. Um in the way that they learn. Um, what I tell parents is go to what I told you, Ron, is it's it's bright opposite of dark, B-R-I-G-H-T. I'm sorry I spell, but I work with <laughs> You're kids. a teacher, that's fine. <laughs> well, I work, I work with kids. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> that, don't, um, that don't spell very well, but it's bright, bright solutions for dyslexia. And on there, there's a lot of free videos, and that's what I would refer them to. And it tells... It gives you more of what dyslexia really is because a lot of people think it's reading backwards or it's, you know, there's other myths out there. But then that that's what I would go to is just watch those videos on um, the signs and symptoms of dyslexia. My fear was I was so afraid of failing. But then I got to the point I seen people, I seen the needs, I seen the help they needed. They didn't understand Medicare. Then once I can, once I could explain things to them about a Medicare supplement or answer some basic insurance questions, people were so needy for someone to be honest with them. They said, here, can you handle my investments too? And so it got to the point where um, I was afraid before I made that jump, I was afraid. I was more afraid of failing at first. Then I became more afraid of what if I don't try? And I know people mm-hmm. need to that help. But yeah, getting back to what you ask is exactly right. Uh, at, at Integrated Investment Systems, Inc., what we do is we, we are really focused on the relationships. Every new person that comes to the door, um, you know, uh, Melissa, work with you. Gary, work with you. I tell everybody, it, your relationship with me 10 years down the road is more important to me than the money. Because when the market's up, the market's down, things are going crazy, people aren't sure. When the chips are down in your life, do you count me as a friend or, do you, or, or is it drudgery and say, oh, no, another review? You know, here we go again. You know, we want to make sure that we connect the right people with the right insurance companies. You know, Gary and I are under one roof together. 
Melissa wants to make sure she connects the right people with the right kind of help. And if her certain gifts or her skill set is not this, but I know this lady or this gentleman over here is the right fit for you, it just is, just like teaching. Uh, my son just took the ACT test. I'm really proud of him. Gabe got a 30. We're so excited. He's like, I can do better than that. Let's go do it again. You know, and he has a tutor that he worked with to help on one score. But he says, hey, I don't get as much as from this other one, so I'm going to go find someone different to help me get some questions. We all have different ways of learning and understanding. And I think it's the same thing with whether it's investments or insurance or learning issues or whatever it is. Who can I relate to? Because if you think about it, honestly, I don't want to do business with anybody I don't like. If I don't like you as a person, if there is an unsettling, if there's this check in your gut, and I think it's your spirit talking to you that something's not right, listen to that. I think as human beings, me especially, talk to my wife, she can really tell you these stories. We try to justify that feeling as, hey, don't judge that person. Don't think this way. Don't think that way. I'm just not smart. I should just listen. No, if there's something in your gut that says something doesn't feel right, don't do it. At least for now, just pause, stop, come back and say, what What are my questions? And if you're not getting your questions answered, don't do business to that person. Does that kind of answer what you were thinking? Yeah, I think that's a perfect answer for what I was thinking. Um, real quick, before we go, I just want to ask you both to share maybe one story, one special uh, encounter, just something that you think would be of value to someone listening to this today. I know that's a, such a general, wide question, but in doing so, and I would catered myself more to the person who's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. You can think about maybe someone who's struggling with something that you've dealt with, but is there one story that we haven't covered at all that you think is worth sharing? Um, you know, I, you know, it might not be, a um, uh, something, uh, an amazing story or something like That's that. That's okay. I didn't just, say amazing. It, well, it, you know, you, you review, you're reviewing through someone's insurance policy and, and things, you know, we, I found, you know, jewelry that someone thought was insured that wasn't in their policy or, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, people, again, you, you, you do, you change, you make changes, you build things, you, mm -hmm. you know, people having outbuildings um, that never, you know, assume that it's covered, but the, those values it did not get changed or increased. Um, so, you know, a lot of times just helping someone, uh, see what those are and pointing these things out. Now you can rest that, you know, I'm certainly not perfect, but you know, we <laughs> did a, we did a very thorough review and, yeah. you know, made, made improvements and, and those kinds of things. So you can see a tangible impact on what you're doing in this one yeah. moment that you say, okay, that we've yeah. really, and, and I guess here. the other thing is, is sometimes, you know, um, just being an agent, um, having good relationship with underwriters and stuff, uh, um, you know, some, Life happens. Life can throw people uppercuts. Um, and sometimes you got to go to bat for those people. And um, on their behalf, you know, uh, whatever life happens and someone doesn't pay insurance and whatnot, it's going to get canceled. Well, you know, sometimes you, you know, you got to go to bat for him and mm -hmm. get that underwriter to understand that, hey, look, you know, he's got knocked off his feet a little bit. Can we just work through this and, do, you know, and, you know, wow. some of that stuff is, is, maybe even behind the scenes and a lot of people maybe don't know that that even happens. Um, but you know, that's, that's kind of the cool stuff that does everybody do that. Or is that the kind of thing that only some people in your profession do? I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Wow. I, I know that, you know, the people we work with, yeah, <laughs> we do it. Um, <laughs> uh, but again, it, it's, that's the thing is it's, it's not, 
uh, it's not just the business. It's, mm-hmm. you know, taking care of people. Sure. Yeah. Well, I want to be taken care of. Me too. You know, and, <laughs> and so, you know, again, it's that reaping and sowing. If that's, if mm-hmm. that's your heart, that's what you do. You, you, you'll, you will get that in return. Cool. It's your, it's your purpose. Mm-hmm. It's, and God gives you a purpose and, and when you find that it's so rewarding. Yeah. My, my biggest thing is when I get a note from a child, I, I just got one, you know, and he said, thank you, Miss Gerritsen. You, you don't know how much you changed my life. And yeah, make, it makes you, and I keep those. Yeah, I'm you sure know. you do. I'm like, oh, I got to keep it in a file. So on the hard days. Oh, I thought now, they were all yeah. in the fridge. It was just oh, like covered yeah, with. Yeah, I have my aspirations that sometimes will be like all over my, you know, a office wall or something like that. But right. no, it, yeah, of course he spelled the word life wrong, but that's okay. We, we know. <laughs> hey. Yeah, that was part of it. But, was yeah, that Ron's just, letter? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, just, just those notes from the kids of knowing or, you know, the parents that you've maybe made a list a little bit of difference and that I just, I believe that's why we're here. Yeah. I can't say it any better than that. This Mm -hmm. is in between the niches. We love connecting people, Ron, two people that you connected today are incredible people. And you know, real quick before we go, uh, one guy that doesn't, I think get enough praise in all this is the guy that's connected all of us. The guy that is the in between of all of our niches, Ron Hoyle, best way to describe him ever. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like maybe working with him? Maybe the first interactions you guys had, anything like that? Sure. When I when I first went to Ron, I was just looking for a financial advisor. But um, as I got talking to him about where I w- might want to start my own business and get out of teaching, which was very scary um, for me and for my my family, because um, it just is after you're used to doing something for so long. But Ron helped actually um, gave me great ideas to put my business together and things that I never would have thought of. Um, because I, again, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so yeah, that, that's where Ron helped me the most, not just with my financial planning, but just how to put a business together that, um, that I felt comfortable with. With anybody that's looking to, you know, we have all these fears about, can I go in business for myself? Can I make it? And it starts with, okay, can I, we all start with a dream. I want to own me. I want to own myself. I want to be able to donate and give and help and control finances. And then it's it's like when you work for somebody else, you're in the passenger or the backseat of a car that may or may not go off a cliff. When you're self-employed, you're now in that driver's seat of that car. And you're really saying, so what do I do? So my wife and I went through a number of experiences with different people. And I will say they weren't good experiences, but they were learning experiences. So like what I told Melissa is that, okay, well, you've got, are you incorporated? Do you want to get incorporated? Do you know what that means? Do you know what a federal tax ID number is? Do you know, do you have an, a, an accountant to work with you? Do you have a person, do you, what do you do to track your information on your expenses? And I just gave her some simple ideas like, hey, here, here's, get an envelope, right? January at the top of one, all the way through December. Here's a list of categories you put into it, put five paper clips. That's what I do. And here's my and gas receipt. I still receipts. use that. It's so good. Isn't that cool? <laughs> it works well, doesn't it? But see, I have to have systems the way my brain works. Mm-hmm. I have to have systems so I don't forget. I don't miss. And it's just, mm-hmm. I'm a real structured person that way. But to me, it was all simple because I'd been through it so many times before. I hate the thought and process of someone says, well, life's been so hard on me. I'm going to make sure it's hard on you and it's better for you. I hate that garbage. Why don't you take your experiences, good and bad, and grab someone by the hand and help them and say, let's help get you to where you're going in life. Let me help empower you to empower others because then when you got it, you figured out, 
people are going to come to you. Now you can take this story, this part of your life that was scary, that was exciting, that was not sure. And when someone's going through it and you say, you know, I can help that person. Let me show you what you got to do here. And then you rely on those other professionals that they, and that was the big thing. I just set you up with other professionals that could guide you through different processes as I worked with you, just like this incredible network we have now. And I think kind of the same thing with Gary. Yeah. We just, if you're wanting to do this, and Gary, you made the comment, I want, I want to work with you. I said, no, you're not working with me. We'll, or to, for me. I said, no, you're not working for me. You're working with me and we're going to help people together if we're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that was the thing is I, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, uh, you know, getting all the, you know, the tax ID number and, and the, all those steps, they're not hard. It's just information. Yeah. It's just information that it's hard to, you don't even know where to start. Right. So to have, so to have someone right. that can come alongside you and still give you the, freedom to make your choices, but just, Hey, this is what you do or, or here are your options. You can do this a couple different ways. What do you think? You know, that's, that's the big, uh, that's the big help right there. Well, and it goes back to what we all talk with the people we work with every day. You don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And if someone's not going to explain it to you, how are you ever going to know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, people come to you, Gary, and say, help me with this car, this Bronco that's 25 years old. And well, why don't you insure it this way for $200 instead of that way for a thousand dollars? Right. You don't know what you don't know. And sometimes we're so busy. We don't have the time to take, to take time to look at it. And when we call these companies that you various people and families you work with, you don't know what questions to ask. Mm -hmm. That's where you really come in and help people. And I believe that's where that's relationship. That's caring for people. That's what's most important to me. I, I'm so glad that you both joined us. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, if we can wrap it up, Melissa, phone number, how do they get a hold of you? Gary, phone number, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, my number is 309-369-0229. Um, I've also got email, which is my last name. Should I do that? Yeah, please. Okay. It's Gerritsen, G-A-R-R-E-T-S-O-N, um, M-A-G at aol.com and gary Mine, uh webster insurance solutions 309-712-3988 my email would be g webster 93 at gmail.com and a website for you gary what is the website <laughs> <laughs> uh, gary is conveniently located uh right next to me in our office uh, and our website is uh, www.iisinc.org uh, that you can reach Gary there as well. Thank you both. Thanks. Thank you.